Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded August 22, 2022. This is Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we reflect on some of the most interesting things we saw last week. Three big things you need to know. First, our chart of the week highlights how the S&P 500 has been able to establish major bottoms in past periods of extreme stress before earnings forecasts were fully cut. Second, our question of the week addresses investor concerns that valuations no longer look appealing for the stock market following the big summer move. Our work indicates that S&P 500 valuations are indeed well above average, but are still below recent major peaks. That being said, small caps still look attractively valued, telling us valuation pressures are not sufficient to call an end to the summer rebound just yet. And third, what jumps out most in our sentiment work is that NASDAQ futures are starting to look overbought in the weekly CFTC data for asset managers, a negative data point for the market. But positioning in S&P 500, Russell 2000, and Dow contracts are still in the early days of their own recoveries, which is a positive signal. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major platforms. Now the details. Takeaway number one, it is possible for stocks to put in a major bottom before earnings forecasts have finished falling. In our meetings with investors over the past week, one issue that clearly weighed on the minds of most of those we spoke with was whether the stock market can bottom while earnings forecasts are still coming down. Our chart of the week highlights clearly, to us at least, that this is not only possible, it's something that's tended to be the case in past periods of extreme stress. To investigate this issue, we reviewed trends in earnings sentiment, the percent of sell-side EPS estimate revisions to the upside for the S&P 500 on a combination of FY1 and FY2 earnings since the late 1990s, and we looked at it in relation to S&P 500 index performance. What we found is that the stock market experienced major bottoms in September 2001, October 2002, March 2009, February 16, December 2018, and March 2020. But the rate of upward EPS estimate revisions did not move above 50%, meaning mostly upward revisions were in place again at the single stock level until February 2002, May 2003, June 2009, May 2016, May 2019, and July of 2020. While we remain concerned that the need to pull down 2022 and 2023 EPS forecasts can contribute to volatility in the stock market in coming months, this exercise leaves us more concerned about whether another swing lower in the S&P 500 will merely give back some of the recent gains or retest the June low. And it also reduces our concerns about the idea that markets will establish a new low in months ahead. Moving on to takeaway number two. Valuations are elevated but not extreme for the S&P 500 again, and small caps still look cheap. The bigger issue on investors' minds that we heard the most about in our meetings last week was valuations and how the summer rally in the S&P 500 has left stocks looking expensive again. It's true that the S&P 500's P.E. has moved slightly above average on bottom-up consensus earnings forecasts, and valuations look even more elevated using our own earnings forecasts of 214 for 2022 and 212 for 2023. But even when we substitute in our own EPS views to the P.E. calculation, it's worth noting that multiples are still decently below the last few major peaks. In our minds, while valuations have become worrisome again, they're not so bad that it's sufficient to call an imminent end to the summer rebound. 
We actually find it more reassuring for near-term market direction, frankly, that the Russell 2000's forward PE does remain a bit below its own long-term average. In December of 2018 and March of 2020, major bottoms in the stock market were achieved when this particular valuation indicator briefly dipped below its own long-term average. And the foray of this indicator to the low end of its own historical range recently helped the broader market establish the mid-June 2022 low. At the very least, investors who have become uncomfortable with S&P 500 valuations can still find some bargains in the small cap space. We'll wrap up with takeaway number three. NASDAQ futures are starting to look overbought among asset managers, but other U.S. equity contracts in the futures market still have room to run. Deeply depressed levels of investor sentiment for both retail and institutional investors, which continue to show signs of healing in our latest updates, have kept us out of the bearish camp. That being said, we did see one red flag emerge in last week's updates as NASDAQ futures are starting to look overbought on the CFTC data. Since growth in TIMT stocks have powered the rebound, that's a concerning data point to be sure. But like anything with markets these days, it's not so simple. A positive signal for the market is still that the recovery in S&P 500, Russell 2000, and Dow futures positioning among asset managers has plenty of room to run before even getting anywhere close to past highs. In particular, we're struck by how deeply negative positioning on Russell 2000 and Dow futures has been, with both still deep in net short territory and well below financial crisis lows recently. One final thought before we conclude. Overall, our sense is that stocks are setting up for some choppiness in the back half of the year, but it seems premature to call an end to the rebound just yet, and we're not in the camp that thinks the June lows won't hold. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of equity analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.